LMFM Podcasts with CNC Carpets. We bring the showroom to you. Or you can book a personal consultation at our fabulous new showroom in Moortown, Dramiskan. Call 87 237 or visit our website at cnccarpets.com to book an appointment. CNC Carpets for all your carpet and wood flooring needs. 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel on LMFM. There's Cher kicking us off this Wednesday morning. If I could turn back time, Sinead Brazel here with you. This is LMFM's 11 to 1. Hope you're doing well. You can get in touch with me about anything on 086 1800 658. Oh, you can always guarantee that the internet will give you some sort of nonsense. And over the last 24 hours, there's been nothing but nonsense on the internet concerning poor old Harry Styles. Yeah. Now, I'm not talking about the slain Ferrari, although that's still going on as well. There's a whole video doing the rounds over and over and over. I saw different variations of this last night. It's all to do with Harry Styles and him taking his seat at the premiere of his new movie Don't Worry Darlings in the Venice Film Festival. Nothing remarkable about that, you might say. Well, apparently, the internet got itself in all a flutter thinking that Harry Styles spat in the co- in his co-star's lap, Chris Pine. I Like, the mind boggles with this stuff. It really does. Um, so... I love this headline from The Guardian. It says, The internet was already frothing at the mouth over the backstage wrangles on Olivia Wilde's new film. And then its stars started opening their mouths. (laughs) So basically, if you have TikTok or Twitter or any social media, there's a good chance that you've seen this clip repeated all all day long. So it's it's such a bizarre clip. Uh, It's basically him taking his seat and it looks, because he looks down and it looks like he spat in the lap of Chris Pine because Chris kind of laughs and kind of is looking at him and can't believe, you know, something, right? And it's just all a bit daft. I've watched it and watched it because it's just been there. And I'm thinking, there's no way that he's done this. Like, spitting, just in general, is the most horrifically disgusting thing that you can do. There's no way he has done this to Chris Pine as he's entering a movie theatre to show his new movie. I mean, like, seriously, people. What is going on here? Of course, because there's been a huge furore over this with uh, people people on the side of, oh, he definitely spit. He definitely spit. Look, watch it here. Watch it now in slow motion. And then on the other side, there's no way Harry would do it. Watch it here. Watch it here in slow motion. <laughs> this is what's been going on. And I'm going, am I really watching this clip over and over again of like a guy taking a seat at the cinema? Uh, that's what happened. So, of course, the reps have to come out now and smooth things over. And uh, Chris Pine's rep has finally, finally addressed the viral Harry Styles spitting video. Finally addressed. I mean, it's only gone on, you know, maybe is it not even 12 hours. Anyway, uh, apparently uh, he says he's cleared it up. His rep told people on Tuesday, this is a ridiculous story. No way. A complete fabrication and the result of an odd online illusion that is clearly deceiving and allows for foolish speculation. Just to be clear, Harry Styles did not 
spit on Chris Pine. There's nothing but respect between these two men and any suggestion otherwise is a blatant attempt to create drama that simply does not exist. Oh, we love a bit of drama though. We do. From backstage wranglings to co-stars spitting on each other. I mean, I cannot wait to see this film. By the way, the film, just so in case that gets lost in translation, it's Don't Worry Darling. That'll be coming our way shortly. It'll be hitting cinemas. Uh, But on this kind of, you know, it's brought up something for me. This idea of spitting. Now, whatever about spitting on somebody, my God, we know we don't do that. But do you ever, I often come across people, like when I'm going on my walk or whatever, and people will just do a big hock and spit on the ground as you're walking by. I've seen this numerous times. It's horrific. So in the kind of, the fact that, you know, spitting is in the news now, let's address that, shall we? This idea of people spitting as they walk, it's the most horrifically disgusting thing ever that I see people doing. It's just an awful bad habit. Please stop doing it. I don't like it. I do not like it at all. Uh, particularly when you're walking along the road and someone just you know, spits at your foot and you're like, thank you, thank you so much for that. Uh, bad habits. Do you have any though? Uh, 086-1800-658. Spitting aside, we all know that's horrific. But have you any bad habits that you'd like to divulge today on the programme. 86 I do have a bad habit of um, biting my nails. I can't do it. They're very, very, very short at the moment. And now I won't bite them down so much that they're like bleeding at the sides. But <laughs> but they are very, very bitten to the quick, as, the, as someone might say. Uh, but wondering, what is your bad habits? Do you want to share them with me? Maybe you live with somebody that has a really bad habit and you're going to out them. 86 658 There's Bruno Mars, Locked Out of Heaven. You're getting in touch on 086-1800-658 about your bad habits or things that you see other people doing that you just don't like. It makes you squirm just to think about it. Uh, We'll get to them. 086-1800-658. Now, I'm very excited about this. We were talking about this last week on the show. Yeah. It is the Best of Loud and Mead Awards 2022. So last week and the the last few weeks, we've been asking you to nominate people. Okay, what is this all about? Right, well, if you head over to lmfm.ie right now, you'll find out, right? Because this is our, (laughs) I love this. It's the Best of Loud and Mead, right? So everything from the Best Breakfast Roll to the best takeaway, to the best barber, to the best beauty salon, to the best pub, to the best butcher, best gym, best coffee shop, best tradesperson, all of that, okay? We have them in different categories. The shortlist is now live, okay? So I can exclusively tell you, because, you know, when it comes to takeaways and it comes to breakfast rolls and things like that, you know, everyone has their favourite. But I can tell you now, the shortlist for this, for the best breakfast roll, so far, okay, on our shortlist, we have three here, right? McCreesh, Avenue, Delhi in Dundalk, right? Madden's and Centre, Term and Feckin, uh, oh, uh, Suhan's Shop in Trim County Mead. Okay, so they're the three in the running for the best breakfast roll. We need you to get over there now and vote for your absolute favourite there. Also, for the best takeaway, you got Genoa Cafe in Drogheda. Also, the China Garden in Navin. Mario's takeaway as well in RD County Louth. I mean, I've frequented all of them. I know the China Garden in Navin is particularly a favourite there in Navin. Genoa, oh, you can't beat Genoa as well. 
Mario's takeaway in RD, it's tough. That's a tough category there now. But it's up to you. You have to get on there, lmfm.e, and vote for your absolute favourite, okay? Of all the categories, not just food related. <laughs> There's lots more categories besides, right? So you head over there, see who made the final three, get voting for your favourite. The voting is going to close. Friday, September 16th, okay? So not that long to go at 12pm and the Best of Loud and Mead award winners will be announced at a ceremony September 21st, okay? So this is all in association with localheroes.ie. So if you're looking for a trusted plumber, electrician or gas boiler installer in Loud and Mead or you're interested in a boiler, scrappage scheme, localheroes.ie is where you'll find that. And Local Heroes comes with a 12-month guarantee backed by Board Gosh Energy. So Head to lmfm.ie, you'll see all the categories, you'll see the shortlist and get voting because that closes on September 16th and the best of luck to all who are shortlisted there. I'm excited to see, I'm excited to see who's going to come out on top. It's going to be tough, nail-biting stuff, it really is. Speaking of nail-biting, that is number one here on my list of bad habits coming in on 086 1800 658. We're going to get to some of your messages and we have music from George Ezra on the way. 11 to 1. We're talking about bad habits on the show today, 086-1800-658. This was inspired by the supposed, but not really, spit that Harry Styles planted on Chris Pines. It was all nonsense, but I'm talking about bad habits. Ella's been on years ago. I was dating a guy whose mum had a very nasty habit of leaving her false teeth all over the place. Oh, worst breakfast ever when you want to take bread out and next to it is lying a false denture. Yuck, she says. Yes. Oh my God. Uh, interrupting people. It's so rude, says another. Yes, that's a really good one as well. Uh, my kids pick their nose constantly. It's gross, says Helen. Yeah, I know. They like to rummage up there, don't they? That's gross. Uh, slurping while eating has to be the worst habit, Sinead. I absolutely hate it. That's coming in from another person. Yeah, I don't like a noisy eater. So it puts you off, doesn't it? What you're eating yourself. Do you keep those coming in? Bad habits. What's the worst bad habit you have or someone close to you has? 86 658 Here's George Ezra. Grass on LMFM's 11 to 1. Do you keep your comments and messages coming in about bad habits on 86 658 Now, he's been homeless. He's been shot. He's been jilted by so many women. So many things have happened to Ian Beale from EastEnders. Everyone will know Ian Beale, this character. And the lovely man who plays him, Adam Woodyett, is going to be joining me on the show very, very shortly. He is performing in My Fair Lady in the Board Gosh Energy Theatre in a couple of weeks' time. We're going to catch a word with him. Let's have some more music, though. Here's Big Sir on LMFM's 11 to 1. Uh, he's played the iconic character of Ian Beale on EastEnders for three decades. He started out in the role when he was 16 I can't believe that and uh, he went on to p- play the, the character for, for so so long but he has swapped the square now for the stage because Adam Woodyett aka Ian Beale is going to be performing in My Fair Lady in the Board Gosh Energy Theatre in Dublin we're going to catch a word with him about this new role just after these 11 to 1 He's played the iconic character of Ian Beale on EastEnders for three decades, starting in the role when he was just 16 and has become a favourite character for soap fans everywhere. But now we are about to see him in a whole new light as he's swapped the square for the stage and has joined the cast of the multi-award winning production of the classic musical My Fair Lady. This is coming to Board Gosh Energy Theatre in Dublin from the 6th to the 30th of October. I'm delighted to be joined by Adam Woodyett. He's on the line. How are you getting on, Adam? 
Oh, I'm fine, Sinead. I'm having, a, I'm having a lovely morning. I'm delighted to have you on the show. It's a real treat now for, for fans who've watched you for years on EastEnders. Now to see you on the stage in Dublin. Is it nice returning to theatre? Because this is where it all started for you. Oh, it, no, it did. Um, the first time I was on stage was in 1980 in um, Oliver in the in the West End. So, yeah, being back on stage doing musicals, um, yeah, it's... It, yeah, it's been a it's been a baptism. I'm not having to relearn how to sort of like sing and dance, which is stuff I've long forgotten. I'd imagine that is tricky, all right, because like you say, you know, starting off at such a young age in you know the musical like Oliver, getting back into the singing and dancing, you have to be a bit rusty. But um, no doubt, you know, working on a huge soap like EastEnders, you know, storylines change so quickly. You know, that's quite tough, obviously. You know, but it, this is live theatre; anything can happen, Adam. You know, there's no do over if you fluff a line. So this is kind of another challenge altogether. Oh, completely. I mean, but the, the great thing about um, live theatre is, one, anything can happen, anything can go wrong. Um, but it's that shared sort of like audience experience. Um, when little things go wrong, cause there's, there's never going to be anything major go wrong because we're too professional for that. Um, but if, I don't know, if somebody laughs in the wrong place and it just changes how the next line then gets delivered or, I don't know, the, the, the conductor's got to hurry up on because he wants to go home and watch the football um, and he speeds the song up a little bit everyone the audience gets a slightly different variation it's not massive because I mean it is very consistent but yeah. it's that shared experience of oh I was there that night when when this happened um, you, you just can't beat live theatre yeah. we were talking about it in the um, the car on the way here I mean if you, if you go if you go to the cinema and you see a film you go to the cinema and see a film if you go to the theatre, you're actually sharing something with that yeah. whole audience, and it, it's 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 alive. It's not something that's just up there in sort of like two D on the screen. Yeah. This is a actual performance that's happening at that point, and it's it's a. It's a wonderful thing. Oh, it really is. It's 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 a it's a changeable beast, as they say. Theatre, it really yeah. is. Like you say, every night is different. And you know, when when you found out that they wanted you for this part, uh, this iconic role of Alfred P. Doolittle, like, did you just rush out and watch it? Because like, that's something I would do. I'd be like, right, research. Let's watch this over and over. Well, I've, I've, I've done loads of research subsequently, but I, I didn't need to do any research when they phoned up and said Alfred P. Doolittle. I knew exactly who Alfred P. Doolittle was. Um, it's like, like everyone, I'm, I've seen My Fair Lady, the movie. Um, I don't know, probably as I was growing up every Christmas for about 18 years. Um, it's just one of those things, it's, it's ingrained into society. It's, it's one of those musicals where if you turn around to somebody and say, go on, name a song from my fair lady they've got to go and they might struggle but as soon as you say um, with a little bit of luck get me to the church get me to the church was the street the way yeah absolutely yeah Uh, wouldn't it be lovely it's it's all these as soon as you mention them oh yeah oh yeah oh that one as well and you know every single song Um, it's there's a familiarity with it yeah the the great thing that um, Bartlett Bartlett Sher the director has done is He's given it, he's woken it up, he's stuck to um, all the traditions um, and very much a lot of uh, Shaw's Pygmalion um, characters as well. And he's re-energised it. Mm. Um, visually, it just, this production just looks stunning. 
um, the costumes, the wigs, the set, he's just given it such broad brushstrokes. Um, so the, especially for Ascot, um, that famous scene with the... Oh, yes. Where she goes, come on, Bova, move, yeah. move. Um, <laughs> yeah. She breaks it, doesn't she? She Her, her yeah. facade slips and it's yeah. so hilarious. It really is. You've got this... A very, very simple set for Ascot. I mean, there's literally a canopy and all the ensemble on stage. But the colours that they've dressed, um, the set and all the costumes, and it just works. So you don't actually look at it and go, oh, there's no set on stage. Yeah. It, the, 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 the hats, the costumes but almost become the set. Yes, um, it's kind of, you know, like you, you don't need much as well, yeah. I found, on theatre. I've seen shows where they really strip things back as well. And like, you, it's it's kind of letting us, you know, use our own imagination. Yeah. And that's where the skill of the likes of yourselves come in to really kind of bring us into that zone of where the characters are. That's the talent as well for, for theatre actors, you know. Um, but, you know, talking about uh, Alfred, uh, he does have some really, really iconic lines and some really brilliant songs. I mean, like you mentioned, Get Me to the church on time and everything I mean it must be just such a joy to, to have the, these lines come out of your mouth and to be singing these songs oh there's there's the scene in the study where he goes on about the uh, deserving and the undeserving poor yeah I, lo- I love that speech it is just so much fun um, and I'm, I'm I mean we've still got another two weeks of rehearsals before um, Bradford before we come over to Dublin and I'm I'm still playing around with it. I'm still I'm still enjoying it. Yeah. Um, and there's so many different ways you can you can go with it within within the character because the ca- the character um, of Alfred P. Doolittle he's, he's, he can be quite dark. Oh yes, and, and he, isn't he a bit yeah. of a vehicle kind of for for the lessons of the story? Because as the speech as you're yeah. saying there, like you know, he's kind of given us all lesson in class, really, isn't he? And kind of and kind of our, I suppose, our you know, sort of um, how would you say, like our, our preconceptions of like how people from different classes act and should be, totally. and it's so important, yeah. Totally, that, the whole bit about middle class morality, mm. yeah. Um, and how he he doesn't actually want oh no 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 don't give me ten pounds ten pounds is too much yeah, yeah, yeah. um it, yeah I only want to, if you're gonna give me some money just give me a five but don't give me a ten <laughs> it, yeah he's a he's, it's a brilliant character oh um, he's, I literally I can't wait I'm chomping at the bit to get started oh I can imagine I can imagine uh, but you know I, I can't have you on this show without asking you a little bit about Ian Beale and when I was doing my research I had no idea you arrived in Albert Square age 16 I mean what an amazing role uh, Adam, Adam arrived in Albert Square age 16 Ian arrived in Albert Square aged go on I have no idea what age was he no, he was I younger have. than that was he yeah he was, he was 13 uh, was he? Oh my god! But you were only sixteen. Like you, Adam was sixteen. I mean, that's like a huge role to land at that age. I mean, did you did you realise the enormity of what what you were walking into back then? No, none of us did. I mean, we had the original contract was six months with a year option. Um, yeah, I, I didn't expect to sort of keep it keep extending my contract from uh, <laughs> 1984 to to when, when did I leave? Twenty twenty. Yeah. So no, I didn't expect I didn't expect that end date to just keep moving. Yeah, um, that's unreal. 
It is unreal. And like you've had some incredible storylines. I mean, he's been homeless. He's been shot. He's had his mum return from the dead. He's been tilted from women. I mean, talk about like a colourful life that he's led. Uh, it, like I know it's probably hard to, to, to think of one, but is there any sort of time or storyline that you kind of went, oh, now this is really meaty. This is, I'm excited to play this part. Um, I would say the whole, uh, the, the whole storyline leading up to the live episode in, 2015 the whole every, everything surrounding um, who killed Lucy yes um, oh and that, that moment with Phil I mean because you guys have had such a history those two characters and then this moment of just pure anguish and grief with him is just like oh my god like hairs in the back finally, of the neck kind some, of thing finally somebody remembers what the scene was actually about and not the meme it turned into <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I know it's turned into such a meme. But listen, that's when you really know you've made it, when you've become a meme. Do you know what I mean, Adam? <laughs> yeah, and I know. My, 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 my kids have uh, always sort of reminded me, yeah, Dad, there's more meme, memes of you than anyone else. <laughs> You're extremely famous then. Uh, so, Adam, before I let you go, uh, I can't have you on this show without asking you some silly questions. Are you up for this? Um it depends how silly an answer you want in reply oh, oh the sillier the better the sillier the better right. uh, so the first one is what's in your pockets right now Adam my phone ok very important to have the phone at all times uh, pineapple on a pizza yes or no oh god no oh thank god you know there's weirdo there are weirdo celebrities out there that like pineapple and pizza I'm so glad we're on the same page with this uh, what song would have you running to the dance floor what 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 song would have you running to the dance floor uh, none. Would you not be in any, any no musicals at all? Come on, you're in a musical there. Yeah, but it doesn't mean I want to go to the dance floor. <laughs> uh, secret celebrity crush. Secret celebrity crush. Oh, uh, um, oh. Steve McFadden. Strangest thing a fan has ever said or done to you. Oh, too many to mention. <laughs> they probably shaped stuff at you. Did they shape lines at you in the street? Oh, I just, I just get have you got nothing left constantly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't, I can't think of anything else other than that. And if your house was on fire, now loved ones are safe, but you do have time to rescue one thing. What are you rescuing? Any prized um, possessions? Well, I, yeah, but I, I don't live in a house. I live in a motorhome. Okay, well, what are, you, what are you rescuing from the motorhome? Or are you just letting it go up? All of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Adam, it's been such a real pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat to, you, to me. Uh, really looking forward to seeing you perform in the Board, Board of Gosh Engine Theatre. And the best of luck with the rehearsals. Thanks, Janai. Thank you so much. Thanks a million. See ya. Adam Woody there you can catch him the 6th to the 30th of October in the Board Gosh Energy Theatre tickets for this they will fly out the door tickets are going on ticketmaster.ie for that and it's going to be an absolutely brilliant show My Fair Lady from the 6th to the 30th of October 11 to 1 now it's time to go back in time we're going back to the year 2002 to tennis 
LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 On this day in 2002, US Open women's tennis Serena Williams wins the second US title, beating her older sister Venus Williams at the time. And today is World Duchenne Awareness Day. It's so important to the sufferers of Duchenne muscular dystrophy, particularly. So it takes place every year and has a different focus. For instance, the day has uh, been themed around standards of care. So not only is it helping to raise the public awareness of Duchenne muscular dystrophy on the whole, but a yearly focus helps to put an aspect of the condition and its treatment into the spotlights. There you go. World Duchenne Awareness Day today. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drogheda and Dundalk showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. I have a competition running today and this is all with thanks to Knockbridge Vintage Rally and Working Day. It is happening on Sunday, the 11th of September, just outside Dundalk. Gates are opening at 10 a.m. So plenty of attractions. There's uh, Entertained by Declan Nerney, there's Vintage Cars, Tractors and Bikes, the Vintage Working Area, Potato Planting, Threshing, a Vintage Fashion Show as well, Flower Arranging, Craft Stalls, Dog Show, Children's Area and much much more and it's back after a two year absence because of Covid so check out Knockbridge Vintage Club Facebook page for more details on that happening Sunday uh, just outside Dundalk at 10am. Would you like to go? I have a pair of tickets up for grabs here. All you have to do, very simple if you'd like to go along, just WhatsApp or text me the word vintage, followed by your own details to 086 1800 658. So that's vintage, followed by your own details to 086 1800 658. And we'll pick a winner for those towards the end of the programme. We're talking about bad habits today. Uh, this is on the back of the supposed Harry Styles supposedly spitting on Chris Pine, which we know was a load of bunkum that the internet made up. But we are asking you about bad habits worst habits that you've come across maybe you have a bad habit let me know 086-1800-658 Baz says people who pick their teeth rotten oh yeah I don't like that uh, chewing gum I really hate chewing gum says uh, Sirica oh this is one my boyfriend is always cracking knuckles drives me nuts I hate that as well the sound of it don't like it Keep those coming in, 086-1800-658. We're going to take a break for news. And after that, a special appeal from Drogheda Animal Rescue. And also I'm going to be chatting to soprano uh, Sarah Shine. She's starring in the first child opera. It's coming to Solstice Arts Centre next week. So we're going to be chatting to her as well. 11 to 1. With on air, online, on your smart speaker, this is LMFM. Sinead Brazel here with you till one. That's train drive by kicking off our second hour. Hope you're keeping well. You can get in touch with us 086 1800 658. If you've just joined us, we're talking about bad habits today. Yeah. This is on the back of the supposed but not really spit from Harry Styles to Chris Pine at the Venice Film Festival. If you haven't seen this, then you're clearly not on the internet because it's all over the place. People are saying that he spat at him as he was taking his seat for the premiere of their new movie Don't Worry Darlings at the Venice Film Festival. Complete and utter nonsense. So we're talking about bad habits that you or people around you might have. Cathy says, not washing your hands after using the loo and she puts in brackets, pissy paws. (laughs) That made me laugh earlier on. 
Yeah, I know what you're saying. And you see them. And you're like, you're walking out of the toilet. Public toilets as well. You're not going to wash your hands, okay? Rotten. Uh, when you're talking to somebody and they're on their phone, not paying attention to you is so rude, says Selena. Yeah, that happens a lot, doesn't it? It does. And they're not listening one bit. Oh, this one now. I think everyone has... Uh, there's a couple of these from interrupting to when somebody talks over you. Yeah, we've had that. Also, this is a fairly gross one. Cutting toenails in any other room that's not a bathroom. Absolutely disgusting. I need more information. Like, is this somebody in your life who's cutting their toenails whilst, I don't know, making the dinner? Or cutting their toenails whilst you're watching TV or something? Anything with feet, to be honest with you now, I'm a bit like, no. Keep them coming in. Bad habits. 086-1800-658. Let's see if our story about Harry and Chris Pine pops up in the buzz. The buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Louise. Sarah Michelle Gellar and Freddie Prince Jr. are celebrating 20 years since saying I do. They've been taking a look back at the secrets of making a happy marriage. Don't, don't share a bathroom. Don't share a bathroom is a great That's my best tip. advice. Laugh. If they stop making you laugh, then your days are numbered. <laughs> when they're good, they take after me. And when they're being naughty, they take after Freddie, obviously. Yeah, I'm the cook in our house. You so, are? Yeah, yeah. So you can boil water that's and why, everything. That's why my wife married me. Because I cook and clean most of the time. So any opportunity... Hey, I clean. Who cooks and cleans more? I said I clean. I did not with say a, I cook With a more. sneaky smile, you said it. Food and food and funny. That's our. That's, those are our secrets, right? Food and funny? Food and funny. An unknown actress has landed her first professional acting gig as Kate Middleton in Netflix's The Crown. Meg Bellamy, who's 19, won her debut role after submitting self-taped auditions for a casting call on social media. Meg will star in the show's sixth and final season, which begins filming this autumn. Sam Rockwell says fans are sometimes disappointed when they meet him in person. He stars alongside Saoirse Ronan in new murder mystery comedy, See How They Run. It opens in cinemas this Friday. I think you're a quirkier person than you are, maybe a little more uh, uh, vivacious. I played a lot of bad guys, so maybe people could think that. Maybe people are scared, yeah, understandably. That's The Buzz. I'm Louise. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. I saw the trailer actually for that movie that Sam Rockwell stars in alongside Saoirse Ronan. Looks brilliant. It's dropping to Netflix, I think, in the next few weeks. So there you go. Uh, more buzz, by the way, on lmfm.ie. You can find it there. And Eddie Caffrey will have more buzz for you a little bit later on. Now back to the music. Here's Dusty Springfield. And on LMFM's 11 to 1. Now, critics are describing the first child. It's kind of a... It'd be wrong to just say it's an opera. It's a 90-minute multimedia experience of an opera. And they're describing it as a high-octane triumph, powerful and compelling. It's called The First Child. So this is a new opera by Dunica Dennehy and Enda Walsh. They've collaborated now. This is their third collaboration on this opera. And it is a show not to be missed. It is coming to Solstice Arts Centre next week uh, on Wednesday, the 14th of September. And it's going to be performing just in four performances in total around the country so this is really really special I'm going to be chatting to soprano Sarah Shine she's playing the role of Karen in the production we're going to join her after these 11 to 1 with Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kings Court visit our showrooms or check out our new website gilmores.ie check on Instagram L-M.
Critics are describing this as a high-octane triumph, powerful and compelling. The First Child, it's a new opera by Dunica Dennehy and Enda Walsh. It's a show not to be missed. Now, it's more than an opera. It's a 90-minute multimedia experience and it brings together a sensational cast of opera singers, an actor, a dancer and a children's chorus to create a work that electrifies the senses. So the First Child uh, tour opens in the Solstice Arts Centre in Navin on Wednesday next, that's the 14th of September, for just four performances only, so you do not want to miss this. Joining me now to tell us more is soprano Sarah Shine, who is playing the role of Karen in the production. How are you doing, Sarah? Hi, how are you doing? So happy that you have me. Thank oh, you. Great to have you on the show. This has intrigued me no end. I was Googling all over the place uh, this morning, <laughs> checking out some of the reviews on this, and the critics are raving about it. It's getting five stars everywhere. But tell me, first of all, how did you get involved in the project? So basically it kind of came out of, of course, COVID shut everything down and everyone was, you know, what's going to happen next? And I was contacted by uh, Irish National Opera, which is one of our our producers with uh, Landmark Productions, uh, to audition for the role of Karen. And of course, I had known already about Donica Dennehy and Enda's two previous operas that they had done, The Last Hotel and The Second Violinist. So, of course, when I read the kind of idea for the story, um, I I was so, so excited at the thought of auditioning for it. So usual audition process and I'm I was delighted then to get the role of Karen um so it's just been such a joy like the whole project has been so fantastic and I can't believe that we're going to another tour again after doing it in the Galway Arts Festival this year and the Dublin Theatre Festival last year so I'm really really excited yeah these guys are the dream team really Dunica Dennehy and Enda Walsh as you mentioned this is the third in their trilogy of operas I mean they've yet to get it wrong that's for sure it must be so fantastic to work with them and to uh, to have them both of them uh, together is, is a real treat yeah, they're like this amazing pair that, you know, of course, we, we knew before, like I knew before who they were. And obviously it was a dream that I knew that I had the role. So, of course, I was nervous going into the first rehearsal. You have everything prepared. You kind of have an idea of your character. Um, and I was so excited to work with Enda and Donica. And what was really fantastic is that um, obviously Enda is directing it as well, yeah. um, as well as writing the libretto. But Donica was actually there for a lot of her music rehearsals at the start. And he just put everybody at ease, like any questions we had. He really was there to help us like build the characters for ourselves and to like really make something together. So working with the two of them has just been such a joy. We've had so much fun. It's such a pleasure to be in the rehearsal room with them. There's we have so much space to play around and explore different things. So it really has been a really dream to, to work with the both of them. I'm very lucky. Yeah, that's that's really exciting as well as a performer when a director sort of lets you have a little bit of free reign yeah. there. Because tell me about Karen now. I can see why you were attracted to her. Talk about complex, dark character. Yeah. Uh, but how did you prepare? Because she is quite dark, isn't she? Yeah, I think I think the thing is, is that she is quite complex in the sense of, you know, she's a person that works, um, you know, she's working in this um, very uh, fancy baby store. She's dealing with parents and people all the time. And she's a people person. She's a good she's a good person. But, she, you know, she's had a lot of trauma in her past. And then throughout the opera, that really unfolds in different ways. And the audience get to learn that she has been subject to you know, a really hard life. And, you know, I think we can all relate to the idea of, you know, maybe being bullied or Mm. you know not being the, you know, someone taking advantage of us. And it's quite sad because at the end, it's just, you know, it's a point where 
it gets too much for her. And yeah. I, I just wanted to, I, for me, make, making the roles Karen, even though you'll have to see the show, but, you know, <laughs> towards the way it unfolds at the end, I think that there's still, and Enda was very clear about that, that there's still this empathy for her, that she's been through so much, and unfortunately she just cracks. Yes, um, she's not like an out-and-out villain. You kind of no. support her and sympathise with her as yeah. the story goes on, like you say. And it, that must be really interesting because, like you say, she starts off in a really kind of different way, but then you see these kind of subtle hints of the darkness and yeah. then it kind of comes out in, in, in the final kind of acts with regards to this. So, so quite the transformation and, uh, throughout the show. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I think I think that's what's, you know, I was asked before what's difficult about the show and I mean, the whole thing is a pleasure anyway, but it is quite difficult. The music for me vocally goes from mm. like uh, all ranges of my voice. But when I step on stage, I'm on stage for like the full 90 minutes of the show. So wow. I really have to be, I really have to find places and pockets of time where I can take a breath to myself and like reset so that I have enough energy to kind of um, convey the story to, to the end and keep it alive. Um, so that was like a challenging thing, but it was also really it was a challenging thing, but it really pushed me out of my comfort zone to show that kind of development of her character within the 90 minutes. And, and it's very complex, like you said, and it's just been really fun to play. So I'm really grateful. Yeah, because for yourself, you know, the, to have the full 90 minutes, like you say, like now you're, you're well seasoned. I mean, you've performed in, in Paris and Salzburg. Your, your work sort of has taken you everywhere. You've pre- performed at a very, very high level. But like you say, to kind of have the full 90 minutes focus, that's guaranteed to put a bit of a, a stress on, on you. But also it's a merit to your own performance now going forward. You know, this will open many, many doors, I'd imagine, for you. Yeah, thank you so much. It is like, it's like, it's something that when I did the show for the first time last year, of course, you worry, you know, how's it going to go? You know, can I do it? Um, and so for me, the, the, like for doing the show again over the space of the last year, it's really interesting every time I come to the performance and every time in those couple of seconds before I step foot on stage, it's changed so much that now when I step on stage, I'm like, okay, we can do this. And, you know, I know what needs to be done and I know where I can have space to play around or, and, you know, this year we had um, uh, in Galway, we had a different singer for the role of Gary. We had um, Sam Levine, and he's an amazing uh, tenor because Dean Power was uh, singing wonderfully in Salzburg. So when he came in, it was like this different, fantastic energy. And because we had laid the groundwork so well in the rehearsals, we were really able to play off each other because we were so certain of our characters. But we were also very flexible to be open to bouncing off each other's ideas yeah. within the moment because we all trusted each other so much. So it's 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 so much fun. It's electric. It's exhausting, but it's, <laughs> you know I wouldn't change it. It's it's I've, I'm I'm really really lucky, and um, it's one of the most. Um, rewarding roles that I've ever done. So oh, guaranteed. Really she will. Karen will stay with you, that's for sure. But, but, you know, tell us a little bit more then about yourself because, um, you know, your your own kind of, I suppose, career to date has been so, so interesting. And, you know, were you one of these kids that when you opened your mouth, people went, oh my God, this child has a talent. Someone <laughs> get her quick to a vocal training or how, how was your singing discovered? I think it was more, oh my God, can this child stop singing? No, <laughs> Um, no, I like I I don't come from like a musical. I don't really come from a music family at all. Okay, um, but I was always just you know playing around and singing along with any CDs or the radio that was playing in Limerick where where I'm from. And yeah, someone heard me um, uh, singing. I think at a friend, uh, like a cousin's like birthday party, and suggested that I should get my voice changed. So I worked with them. Um, actually, a really fantastic teacher. My first teacher, she was a nun in Limerick, uh, Sister Frances Roach, and she recommended that I go and work with Ronnie Don. 
So he I was so famous. Was, yeah, so famous. Yeah. I, yeah. I was like, oh my God, she's like amazing. This is weird. And I, I'd never really done opera before. So I really kind of, I don't want to say fell into it because mm. it sounds like I didn't want to, but you know, it wasn't the plan. I didn't grow up listening to a lot of opera. So um, I think my, um, I was allowed to develop at my own pace and I wasn't pushed into anything. So that allowed me to kind of explore what I wanted. And then of course I was at the Academy in Dublin, which I loved for my degree. And I was lucky enough then to get to the opera program in Paris, which was a fantastic two years. So yeah, I've had like a really, uh, a lot of really amazing things um, happen, which I'm very, very grateful for. And I'm really looking forward to what's going to come next. And um, yeah, because yeah. You've, you've, you've brushed past this amazing awards and bursaries that you've won as well. Uh, Sarah, don't worry, I'm going to mention them. Yeah, you have. Oh, no. and, uh, absolutely. Just, you know, it, it's a testament to yourself. I mean, these are huge competitions and you were singled out for these, which is which is amazing. And, you know, I'm always just so astounded and amazed by opera singers, like the range of voice that you have. Like people talk about, you know, how high Mariah Carey can sing. You must be able to reach some octaves now. You know what? Mariah Carey is very impressive because she can hit she can hit notes that are higher than she has this like whistle tone that we yeah. say that it's just like it's so impressive. But but yeah, like I've I've been I've been lucky to have like teachers. You know, like Ronnie Dunn was my teacher since I was thirteen before she passed away last year. She was basically like my grandmother. You know, I would stay at her house. You know, we were so so close. So I've had like I'm really lucky to have like really great guidance um, to like put, make to make sure that my voice is in a safe place and that my technique is kind of solid, which everybody kind of goes through a bit of a funk in their middle twenties. Yeah. I think I'm 29 now, but I just feel, you know, I think for COVID everyone thought, you know, should we all get different jobs? It was obviously very oh, bleak for everyone. Yeah, and the fact that, you know, that this job kind of came out of it, um, it's, it's, it's amazing. Like I, I've had such, and it's given me such an opportunity to like explore parts of my voice and explore colors of my voice, especially with Donica, like I said, being in the room and, Say, you know, I'm saying, you know, maybe I should do it like this because I think that's the way it should be sang or that somebody wants it. And he said, no, I really love what you do there. And it was reaffirming to myself of like, OK, I have. Trust your you know, instincts. I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I trust my instincts about it. So that's why Karen for me is a very special role because I, I've, I've been through all the kind of, you know, worries and stresses. Yeah. And hopefully it's at a place now where it's settled and uh, I'm just really enjoying playing her and with everybody else as well, because I have amazing colleagues in the show. The whole team is amazing, so it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's like it's, a holiday, really. It's some cast, it really is some cast. So one critic described this, like because there's, as I mentioned there at the start, there's like five-star reviews all over the place, but one critic described it as having more twists than a corkscrew, which I love. So it definitely keeps the audience guessing, I guess, yeah? Absolutely. I think that, the, um, you know, there's we're, we're enjoying so much like playing the idea of setting up the scenes at the beginning for the audience to believe, you know, maybe it's going a certain way and then, oh, maybe it's kind of, oh, this is weird or who is this character yeah. or what's actually happening here? So, you know, it's a show that you definitely have to, you know, concentrate. You can enjoy yeah. it, of course. Um, but there is, especially with Ender's writing, I mean, like he's incredible. There's so many subtleties throughout the whole text and, and you know, um, it is, it's very twisty and it's, I think people are going to be very surprised and, and they were when we did it for the last like two kind of runs. Um, and I just hope that people, I just don't come expecting, you know, what, I don't know what you think it might be or whatever, because then you're more open to being surprised and yes. hopefully we'll do a good job of, of surprising the audience in oh, that way. Oh, so. you will. You definitely will. Sarah, it has been such a pleasure chatting to you. Continued success with this show and with your career going forward. Thank you so, so much for joining me today. Thank you 
so much. Thank you. I really, really appreciate it. Have a nice day. You too, you too. Sarah Shine there. Isn't she absolutely lovely? You can catch her and the whole cast. The First Child Tour, it opens in Salsa's Art Centre in Navin Wednesday, 14th September. Then it's going to Cork Opera House. Uh, so as I said, there's only four performances. You've got to catch this. IrishNationalOpera.ie. Okay, that's where you'll get all the information on it as well. And Salsa's Art Centre in Navin. Their website there, you'll get tickets for it as well. So next Wednesday, the 14th of September. 11 to 1. Do keep your messages coming in for the Knockbridge Vintage Rally. We're going to pick a winner very, very shortly. Back to the music now. Here's Van the Man. Like oh, my mama told me there'll be days like this. Van Morrison, days like this. Now it's time for this. LMFM Job Search with thanks to LMFM Online. Check out the latest Northeast news, sport and entertainment on lmfm.ie. Darver Castle have the following full-time vacancies available. A housekeeping manager and a bar manager. To apply for either of these, please email accounts at darvercastle.ie. MIPS requires a fourth-year apprentice plumber in the Meath area. To apply, please email tina.sheeran at mips.ie. On store, coffee shop and cafe, Gibstown Navin requires part-time and full-time deli staff. Please send your CV to info at onstoreonline.ie. Meath County Council are recruiting for a retained firefighter based in the Ashburn and Knobber stations. They are also recruiting for a clerk of works as well. Please check the current vacancies on the Meath County Council website. Home Instead are recruiting new and experienced caregivers in your area. For information, log on to careers. Dot homeinstead.ie Also, Sleefoy Tool and Die Precision Engineering requires the following vacancies. Qualified toolmaker, apprentice toolmaker and machine operator. They're based in Greenore County Louth. To apply, please email your CV to info at sft.ie And Sarah Thompson and Associates Limited Accountants and Taxation Advisors requires full and part-time bookkeepers in their offices in Kells. Send your CV please to Sarah at sarahthompson.ie and Sunhill Nursing Home Term in Feckin requires a healthcare assistant with no experience Sunhill will provide your full QQI level 5 healthcare support course part time send your CV to info at sunhill.ie and don't forget all of the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section lmfm.ie LMFM Job Search now, a special appeal on the programme because we were, we, uh, my next guest reached out to us by email and uh, this is an appeal for a very special kind of legend cat, I'm going to say. He's a legend around these parts of Drogheda. Uh, he's known as Ginger or sometimes Marmalade, um, but he's a cat that is famous around the Magdalen Tower area of Drogheda and he is in need of a home. So we're going to be chatting to Patricia Maguire. She's the vice chairperson at Drogheda Animal Rescue, all about Ginger or Marmalade, whatever you want to call him. We're going to chat to her after these. 11 to 1. I want to say congratulations to Suzanne Dunn. You're in Ravensdale, County Loud. You are going along to the Vintage Rally at Knockbridge. It's happening on Sunday, just outside Dundalk, and the gates are open at 10am there. Lots of different attractions. Declan Nerney, vintage cars, tractors, bicycles, the whole shebang is happening. You can check out Knockbridge Vintage Club Facebook page for more details, but the tickets going to Suzanne Dunn in Ravensdale. 
If you are ever passing the Magdalen Tower area in Drogheda, you'll be greeted by a familiar mewing sound because the most famous cat in Drogheda, a friendly ginger fellow, uh, has been wandering around that area for quite a few years. Now, many people living around there will have fed him and he always charms people as they walk by. But now this ginger cat is in need of help. I'm delighted to be joined on the line by Matricia Maguire. She is the vice chairperson and the manager of the cat team at the Drogheda Animal Rescue and she wants to make a special appeal. How are you getting on, Patricia? I'm doing very well, Sinead. How are you on this rainy day? I am very good. And thank you so, so much for reaching out to us because as as soon as you told me which cat it was uh, that you have in your care there, I knew immediately who this guy was. Uh, He's famous. I always call him Ginger, but he has lots of different names, doesn't he? Absolutely. He is the most famous and well-fed cat in Drogheda. He's been around for years and years. First reporting I've seen of him was in 2009. Someone said he wasn't a kitten then. And he's been at such a, an important part of people's lives. He's really been a community cat for locals of, of that area. And we did actually have a lovely comment on, one of, uh, on our Facebook page from one girl saying that every time that she felt down or felt unhappy she went down to say hello to him and he cheered her up oh. now that's the essence of a community cat it really um, is and this guy really is. like you say famous he was, he's there I didn't realise he's there since 2009 but uh, it's fed really well in the area people looked after him around that neck of the woods yes that's right we got him neutered and we were going to home him but he was very unsettled and unhappy you know he himself wanted to be a community cat so we knew that he would be well looked after in that area and we keep an eye on him over the years well actually we used to do we used to bring him in on um, Halloween weekend um, to protect him you know from the noises of of, um, the fireworks so now he's getting old at least 13, 14 nobody really knows but his eyesight he's got cataracts so he it's not safe for for him now to be living outside and um, so we're appealing for a long-term stroke permanent foster home for him dar will pay all the vet fees mm-hmm. as a thank you to the people of Drogheda and um because we know how much he's been loved and um so he's he has cataracts in both his eyes so he's been assessed that he needs to get the lenses taken out of his eyes. Okay. So we are not sure if he's going to have full sight afterwards. But what we are doing, we're um, sending him to an eye specialist in the Dunleary area to give him the best chance possible. And of course, we're paying for all the bills. So. If there's a chance that he can have eyesight, we're doing our absolute best to do to, that to for the it. little man. Yeah, yeah, because this is, so the, as you said, the people in the local area there were looking after him, uh, caring for him. They discovered yeah. that he was unwell and called you guys straight away. That's right, yes. And um, I myself um, uh, went out on Sunday. Um, one of the volunteers went out before me to get that. And for a blind cat, he was able to chase her right round the place. <laughs> you know, <laughs> So, um, you know, he, he's in the best of health, you know, mm. as I said at the moment. So, yes, yeah, so we have him in our care at the moment and we're arranging um, to get uh, his specialist treatment. So, um, and as I said, it's been wonderful to hear all the lovely stories and memories people 
behalf of, of him throughout the uh, throughout the years. Yes, because you posted the the video of him. He looks very content <gasps> yeah. on on Facebook, oh. and so many people have have reached out to share. You know, things like you say of just people who might be passing in the area, and he, he like like I said there. You know, in the introduction, he is a charmer. Like he, oh. you know what I mean. There's no spitting or anything out of him. He is just Absolutely. so lovable, isn't he? Uh, yes. The only damage he may possibly do to you is deafen you by his purse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, he, he's, he's just the most gentle cat. And he's, now he's in his, his um, uh, elder years. He deserves sitting by a fire. Yes. He really does. He and really does. Being he's being worshipped. Absolutely. There'd be no harm to any of them. Yes, completely. And like you say, he's, you know, he's he's been around so long, you know, he's in really good health apart from this. So, as a cat lover myself, as you know all too well, Patricia, <laughs> I can I can tell, you know, the benefits uh, till the day is long of having a cat, but you, maybe you might uh, sway people. There are great benefits, aren't there, to having a feline uh, companion? They are. Yeah, to have a cat. I mean, they're they're independent. Yes, they're happy enough. They'll sleep most of the day, and um, they're actually extremely good for your mental health as well, Sinead, mm. um, because they just cuddle up to you. Uh, they're dependent upon their personality, and um, they're just they're quiet, and you can stroke them, and you can give out to people uh, about people to them and oh they're great they listeners they oh listen. yeah yeah, yeah. They, you know and so they're just great companion animals they really are they really really are so have you got like a kind of an ideal scenario that you'd want I mean like people maybe who like would you get on with other cats or their pets or is it more like that you'd like him to go to a home where he's the sole focus I would imagine that he would get on well with other cats. Um, now, not too exuberant cats, because he'll be coming into a new foster home that he has he doesn't know before. So it will take him a while to settle, you know, a couple of days or so. Perhaps not very young children who'd be running around, because yeah. this will be a blind cat who will be trying to find their way around the house. So obviously it would need to be indoor. Mm-hmm. Or if someone has a huge patio attached to the back of their house, that would be great as well. Then he would get some outside air blasting into his face. Um, but uh, yeah, we've had a couple of people um, contacting us. Great. So once we have um, spoken to the eye specialist, we'll be getting in contact with people. I would still encourage other people to contact mm-hmm. uh, contact us if, if they feel they could offer him a home because um, it's, it's very much the, the home that sits the cat. Yes, we may of have course. To yeah, 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 yeah. And we absolutely appreciate everyone offering. It's been wonderful. Oh, that's great because uh, so often, you know, it's it's the other way around, isn't it? You're kind of appealing to people to fast to foster, but there's such a amount of outpouring of love for this very special cast ginger. Uh, so, in, how can people get in touch with you then, Patricia, if they'd like to to take them on? Yes. What they can do primarily is contact us via Facebook Messenger yep. or send an email to info at dar.ie. Yeah. Uh, or cats at dar.ie. Now dar. bear in mind as well that we're all volunteers, Sinead. Yeah. So we can't answer straight away. Yes, oh, and I, I know that you guys are so, so busy there as well. There's a lot of animals that need your care and attention. And like you say, you'll get to, you'll get to people if they are uh, getting in touch with you. So he's going to, he's in situ waiting for his uh, appointment with the specialist. Fingers crossed, everything goes well there and that his sight can be restored. But something tells me Ginger will just get on with it. He seems like that kind of guy, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. 
I would say yes. If it's not fully restored, he would be happy enough and tenacious enough in the in the right home. Yes. And yes, and he would just settle in and sit in your knee and purr away. And um, so yes, so hopefully we can get the surgery done as soon as possible. It will be expensive, mm-hmm. but we're you know that's what we're here for. And that's where we the great generosity from people comes in as well, with you guys getting donations yes. from people. Yes, yes, we rely on donations, Sinead. Um, so if, if anybody can help us towards the cost of the surgery, we very much appreciate it. It's a very good um, eye, eye optician uh, or eye, uh, eye surgeon. Uh, they actually, I don't know if you know the little dog, Littler, Bully Pop, who was Cherry Eyes. He's been on our page recently. Oh, yes, uh, yes. Yeah, and he um, has been treated by the surgeon with great results. Oh, fantastic. So, so there's hope. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Well, Patricia, we'll follow the progress on this. Thank you so, so much for joining us today. Thank you very much for um, letting me speak to you. Not at all, not at all. Patricia Maguire there from Drogheda Animal Rescue. Do you have an ideal home for Ginger the cat? He is in need of a loving forever home, somewhere nice and quiet and peaceful that he can live out the rest of his retirement in peace. If that sounds like your home, info at dar.ie, cats at dar.ie, or you can drop them a Facebook message as well. That is our lot on the show for today. Thank you so much for your company. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. Jerry Kelly on the way next with Late Lunch. I'll leave you with Ed Sheeran. LMFM Podcasts. With CNC Carpets, we bring the showroom to you. Or book a new showroom appointment on 087 660 4237.